Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Great to be home and expecting the Lord to be doing amazing things today. Can we also just for a moment greet our, our friends of the church over in Leicester and also Cafe Church? Really expecting the Lord today to, to move powerfully in Leicester as well as he is here today and in Cafe Church. You know, there's real power in the word of God. Psalm 107 verse 20 says that he sent his word and it healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And so many times we find that when the word of God is being preached, whether it's being preached uh, over radio, over television, uh, or in a meeting like this, people can be healed literally as they just listen to the word of God. And that's our prayer today, that the Holy Spirit will move in power and that the word of God as it goes out will bring healing across this place and to those who are watching by video as well. So let's expect that. Can I say today, before we get into the whole subject of faith for healing, one thing I really want to stress is this. I know this is basic, but this is so fundamental. God really loves you. He really, really loves you. You need to take that personally today. If you were the only person in the building, he would have turned up for you. He loves you totally. And that empty cross that stands there speaks of the great love he has for you. The greatest work has already been done. Healing is not the greatest work. Ransoming, uh, ransoming us, paying the price for our sins, saving us from an eternal hell, that was the greatest work. And that's already been done. And healing was done with that work. So today, can I encourage us? I want to encourage us that way particularly because sometimes I think when we address the issue of faith, I think sometimes we can think of faith as what Bob Mumford, famous old preacher, used to describe as the white knuckle club. <laughs> you know, if I can believe enough, I can make it happen. But actually faith works, and the Greek word works is energio. And it's a, it's a word that speaks of a kind of catalytic relationship with love. Faith works through love. And the trouble is, if we don't really know that we're loved, we try pulling all the levers of faith, all the principles, and yet it all seems such hard work. And we have faith for everybody else, but we have trouble receiving for ourselves. And that really is a bit of a telltale sign that we don't know we're loved. But when we know we're loved, it's easier to exercise faith. When we really know that somebody loves us, instinctively we trust them. But if we don't, if we don't really you know, believe in their love for us, we're going to have a problem with trust. I always feel that when relationships break down, the first thing that goes is trust. And so it's really fundamental today. Please know this, that God loves you unconditionally. Amen? Okay. Let's look at faith together. Faith for healing. It's a great privilege to share this with you. It's been part of my journey and part of my calling now for many years. I've been sharing the gospel now around the world for about 32 years. And, uh, and in that process have literally seen thousands of people healed. I want to say today, that's all Jesus. He is the only healer, and he's the only healer in Kingsgate today. And thank God, though, he is here, and he is worthy of all of our praise. He is mighty. He is able. Nothing's too hard for him. Amen. So I want to start really with a story, and it's a story that will always be etched on my mind for a number of reasons. One is it's, it has a certain funny edge to it, and, and, and the other is, is just the sheer determination of this brother who wanted to be healed. It's a British miracle. It's great to hear about British miracles, and not just because it's Brexit at the moment, but 
It's a British miracle. It's great because sometimes people think that the greater miracles happen in Africa and Asia and South America. But actually, God's doing amazing things in our country. And so let me just share this with you. This was actually down on the Isle of Wight, down in Shanklin, in the United Reformed Church. And I can remember it was advertised as a healing service. And uh, it was totally packed um, for that church. That's about 300 people. And um, so anyway, it was totally packed. And, and I can remember preaching away that, that particular day. It wasn't my, it's not my subject today, but that particular day I was preaching on Bartimaeus and his determination to be healed. How he called and cried out despite all the crowds telling him to be quiet, but he was determined to get his miracle. Well, anyway, somewhere in the middle of this message, a gentleman got up from the crowd, literally stepped out, walked down the aisle, took off his two fairly big hearing aids, took them off, put them in his hand and walked right up in front of me and standing in front of everyone without any welcome to come up the front or anything like that, he stood there and put it in front of me and said, Jonathan, I am fed up of these. I said to him, I like your attitude. <laughs> I said, he said, I want you to pray for me and I believe I'll be healed. I said, okay, well, here we go. So I put my hands in now. I would say on average at that time, still today, we probably see on average somewhere around, somewhere between 60 to 100, depending on you know, what's going on, but somewhere between 60 to 100 deaf ears every year around the UK get opened. Well, here I am praying for it. So I was quite used to praying for deaf ears to be open. So I put my hands in his I command the deaf ears to open in Jesus' name. But his deaf ears didn't open, at least not instantly. Now, I believe something always happens when we pray. But nonetheless, there was no instant manifestation of healing. So I just said to him, listen, what I want you to do right now is get down there on your knees and worship God. And as the presence of God gets stronger in the room, the anointing gets stronger, I'll be back. So I went off and, and we started to pray for the sick. Now, in all honesty, I completely forgot about him. The meeting went on and lots of people responded. And I carried on praying for people for about an hour and a half. And he was still down there worshiping. So I'm going around like this for a while and I'm praying for people. And after an hour and a half, I finally stopped and I turned around and I, thought, oh, and I thought, goodness me, the building was already half empty now. I thought, dear, I forgot about the guy. And he's down there and he, he's on his knees. But this time something's different. He's on his knees and tears are literally pouring down his cheeks. And I thought the best thing to do is to join him. So I got down there and I get on my knees like this and he's on his knees and I'm on mine in front of him. And we raise our hands to worship the Lord. And suddenly you can feel the tangible power and presence of God fall on him. Now, I've got to tell you something before I go any further. That night, the worship group were not like our worship group this morning. Our worship group this morning have been excellent, don't you think? Yeah. They've been a huge blessing. The music's all in tune, all the instruments are in tune, the singers are all in tune. I used to be a worship leader before I was a preacher, so good music's important to me. And I can tell you this, that that night, um, the music was not like Kingsgate music. It was... Um, shall we say, it was, it was truly a joyful noise. And uh, <laughs> the singers were out of tune with each other. The guitar was out of tune with itself and the piano. It really was, you know, I, it was grinding me inside. But anyway, the long and the short of it is this. I only point that out because the comment that the man made when he got healed is that suddenly I felt the power of God tangibly fall on this man. And when you feel the Holy Spirit in manifestation, that's a great moment. Get in there in agreement. And so I reached out and touched his ears and instantly his ears were opened. And his, his immediate response was, oh, that beautiful music. <laughs> and I, I can remember sitting there, well... <laughs> 
I thought, well, I guess if you haven't heard anything for a while, anything's good. But, um, but the truth about it is, is that three months later, I had a lovely letter from his wife telling me he'd been back to the ear specialist who had tested him. They had given him three months left before they said there was nothing else we could do for you medically. Your ears will be totally dead. But instead of that, he was confirmed 100% healed. Now, not only was that medically confirmed healed, but I saw him in a mission on the Isle of Wight last year. 17 years later, he is still healed by the power of God. That's how Jesus... Now guys, one of the most encouraging realities of God's promises is that they are for everyone. For everyone. The scripture says in Acts 2.21, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Greek word for saved, sozo or soteria in noun form, is it means to be healed, to be delivered, to be restored or set free from apprehension and fear, forgiven. It's a full all-rounded salvation to meet every need of man. And the promise is, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is there anyone here who could say that you're outside of the all? Anybody here? <laughs> no, I think we can all recognize we're in that all. James 5 verse 14 says that if anyone, anyone is sick, let them call for the elders of the church. Notice they have to do the calling. That's important. It's the action of faith. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. Matthew 7 verse 8 says, Everyone who asks and keeps on asking, the literal Greek says, receives. The good news is that God shows no favoritism. What he's done for others, he will do for you. So please be encouraged today. If you've ever gone up for healing and haven't yet received it, please today lay aside past disappointments. Lay aside past discouragements. I sometimes say to people, it's a bit like, you know, we've all been through challenges in life. You're not looking at someone who hasn't been through challenges in life and concerning health also, you know. But let me just say this, that sometimes it's a bit like, I mean, just imagine if you had a clean pair of specs on and they were covered with mud and you know and, and you just washed them with fresh clean water get all the mud off and suddenly you can see clearly again well Ephesians 5 says the word of God is like living water like spiritual water and sometimes when people go through disappointments or things like that discouragements where healing is concerned it can be like their spiritual vision concerning faith for these things becomes muddied and unclear <clears throat> so they don't see clearly anymore today let the Word of God wash, as it were, that mud away from your faith spectacle, so to speak, so that we can see clearly the promise of God and receive it for what it is. So let's look today. Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever, and He's here this morning. So we're going to look together at a, a wonderful account in Scripture from Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 34. This is the account of a woman who had an issue of blood. We would say hemorrhages. In South America, once I was preaching on this, and every time I mentioned the word hemorrhages, the congregation burst out in hysterics. And I really wondered, I thought, it's not that funny. Until the wife of the pastor who was interpreting for me suddenly shouted out in English to him. She said, hemorrhages, not hemorrhoids. <laughs> and uh, I thought to myself, well, either way, it's painful. You'll want to get healed. But here we are. Mark chapter 5, verse 25, 34 says this. A certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, 
She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Wonderful, wonderful testimony. What God did for that woman, God will do for you. Amen. Let's look at some simple principles of faith here that we've been underlining again and again in this faith series. They're brilliant biblical principles of faith. So let's look, number one, at the simple principle that she heard. She heard the Word of God. I love this phrase, when she heard about Jesus. It is the turning point in the, in the testimonies of every biblical story in the New Testament of a miracle. When they heard about Jesus, no matter how desperate the situation was, no matter how much they were in despair, even when the person had died, even when the person was sick, somewhere along the line, someone heard something about Jesus that changed the perspective of their situation. Hopelessness was turned to hope. Despair was turned to faith. And they began to change the direction of their thinking. The Bible says as a man or a woman thinks in their heart, so are they. Our thoughts will affect our actions, our words, everything. That's why we need to renew our minds with the Word of God, to think the way that God thinks about things. And God is a faith God. God is excited by faith. Faith excites the Holy Spirit, you know. He wants us to be a people who trust Him and step out by faith. The turning point of this story is that she heard the Word of God. Luke 6 and verse 19 says, says to us that everyone was seeking to touch him for power went out from him and healed them all. Someone must have told that woman that people were touching Jesus or touching his garment and were getting healed. Now, under the law of Moses, as it was at that time, the Gospels are still under the law of Moses until the resurrection of Christ. And so we see here that, that under the law of Moses, it was illegal for a woman with an issue of blood to be in a public place. But she really, the more she meditated on these testimonies of faith, that people were pressing through the crowd and touching Jesus and everyone who touched him got healed. That, you know, faith came alive and she's been in this state for 12 years. She has been housebound. She's in despair. There is no hope. She spent all of her money on the doctors. And there's nothing wrong with doctors. We're, you know, thank God for doctors and all they do. We're not against doctors. But you know, thank God there is no limit limitation with Dr. Jesus. Amen. And one thing for sure, you can't overdose on what somebody called the gospel. <laughs> so let me say to you, it's only got wonderful side effects. Let me say, okay, look, faith really begins where the will of God is known. And when you look at Jesus, when you look at him, you really are looking at the will of God personified. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is the Word made flesh. 
So wherever you see him doing miracles, you're seeing the will of the Father. He never gave anyone sickness. He never gave anybody disease. He never took their life. He gave life everywhere he went. He healed people everywhere he went. He lifted people everywhere he went. He's the same here in Kingsgate this morning. That is our Jesus. But there is this certain determination of getting to Jesus. I want you today to hear the truth about Jesus. He loves you. He's for you. James 1 says this. It says around verse 16 that every good and every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights with, him, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. You will never come to a place in your life where God says to you, no, I'm just not into healing nowadays. I don't feel like healing today. You'll never ever find that moment because he is the same always. He said, I am the Lord. I change not. Only good gifts come from him. Amen. That is our God. Number two, she knew. She became convinced and assured in her heart as she thought about the report she heard of Jesus that healing was for her. And that if she went after Jesus, she took the risk of going into the public crowd and pressing through to touch him. She became convinced in her heart that when she did so, she would be healed. That deep assurance that entered her into her heart, it convinced her enough to believe for a better outcome outcome, a better life, change circumstances. Her inner perspective and vision changed. And this, this can be instant or progressive. You know, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22, it's a, it's a passage of Scripture that the late Derek Prince, wonderful Bible teacher, he described it as God's medicine bottle. You know, when you take medicine, normally you have to take it three times a day. And uh, it could be something, something else, but that's quite common instructions. And so he described this as God's medicine bottle. These are what it says. It says, my son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them out of the midst of your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing and health, or the Hebrew says medicine, to all their flesh. And sometimes assurance comes into your heart through a kind of instantaneous work of grace, the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart. Other times as you meditate on the healing promises, faith comes alive on the inside of you. Healing is imparted to you. Here's a personal testimony. A number of years ago, I went out to Kenya. I was taking the anti-malarials as prescribed. And we were seeing many miracles in, in the gospel campaigns, tens of thousands there coming to Christ, all kinds of things happening. But I got bitten by a mosquito. I was on the, the latest form of anti-malarial, but these mosquitoes have an amazing ability to adapt. And, and I got this malaria. And I can remember coming home to England and being in a terrible state. I was in a high, high temperature, you know, minor convulsions and freezing cold and all of this. But I needed to get hold of some faith for myself. Faith is something that we use. And because we use it, we need to keep topping it up all the time. And so the thing is for me, I, I really, I'd had faith for everybody else. But suddenly when I got hit, my shield of faith was down there somewhere. And I, I really needed to get hold of some faith. 
Now, it tells you how long ago it was because I got hold of a tape of healing scriptures. Anybody remember those things? So I got a tape and it was all he- it was healing scriptures. And I listened and I listened and I listened and I listened. I don't know how many times I listened to that, but I was waiting for one of the Logos words to become rhema in my heart, personal and alive to me. And there came the scripture, James chapter 5, verse 14, where it says, if anyone amongst you is sick, let them call the elders of the church and let them anoint the sick with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. So I called my dad, who was the pastor of the church at the time and some of the elders, I said, guys, look, um, uh, are you together? They said, yes, we're just finishing a meeting right now. I said, great. And do you have some oil? They said, great. I said, look, I'm coming around. The doc says I've got malaria. They want to take me into the London Hospital of Tropical Medicine tomorrow. But I'm too busy to, go, you know, to be sick. I said, I need to get healed. Uh, I've got a mission to do. I said, so I'm coming around to get healed. So they said, well, we'll wait for you. So when I got there, they took the oil. They were just about to put it on me. I said, guys, there's one more condition. They said, what's that? I said, do you believe I'll be healed when you pray for me? It is the prayer of faith that saves the sick, not the prayer of hope so. And they looked at me for a moment. They said, we do believe. I said, good, put the oil on me. (laughs) And I can remember as the oil touched my forehead, I physically felt the fever drain out through my feet and I was instantly healed. And I've never had it again, thank God. That's our God. Okay, let's look thirdly. The Bible says she said something. She said something to herself. You know, your self-talk is really important. My goodness, if you don't believe you, who else are you going to believe? (laughs) So, you know, and a lot of us, we talk to ourselves all the time, don't we? I mean, goodness me, my wife has told me off many times if things don't go quite right with the computer, I say, that stupid thing, you know, or the car doesn't start, stupid thing, you know. And she says, what are you, are you talking to that thing again? What are you talking to that? Let me just say, sometimes we have to say to ourselves. I can remember many years ago, after an extensive time of ministry, I was really tired. And I can remember lying in the bar, just trying to relax. And I just kept saying to myself, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I suddenly realized the more I said it, the more tired I was. I thought, you know, so I need to stop this. I need to start saying the Lord is the strength of my life. The Spirit of God is giving life to my body. And you know, when I started to change the words that were coming out of my mouth, my body started to respond. I want to encourage us to speak life to our bodies and life to our circumstances. She said, if I can but touch the hem of his garments, I will be healed. Now Mark 5.28, this is a remarkable thing. When you think about this, you know, a lot of people say, the Lord will heal me when the Lord is ready. Can I just say for a moment, the Lord is always ready? <laughs> He's always ready. I think sometimes we are getting ready. And so this is, this is a big issue here. Think about this. We do know the general modus operandi of the way that Jesus ministered is found in John 5.19. He said, I do whatever I see the Father doing. So that's the Spirit of God leading him as he ministers. However, there is another side of it too. And what we find is many times people press through the crowds and they just went up to him in their own faith and got what they needed from Jesus. And this is one of these cases. I think this is one of the most outstanding cases of it because Jesus was actually on his way to raise Jairus' daughter from the dead. He wasn't looking to minister healing to this woman at all. In fact, he was going in entirely the opposite direction. But she chased after him. 
She pressed through to him. She would not be denied. You know, brothers and sisters, this is a a pattern we see through the whole of the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. Our God is still a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. May I encourage you, don't give up. If I was Winston Churchill, I'd be saying, never. (laughs) You know, I, I need to repeat it. But... Don't, don't give up. Keep pressing through to Jesus. Faith has a voice. She really set her own time for her miracle. She believed when I touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be healed. That's it. I want to encourage you in a few moments, we're going to pray over this place. I want you to start saying something to yourself. I want you to start sitting there saying, Lord, I believe. That when Jonathan prays, when the team pray, when we pray in agreement here, that you, Lord Jesus, you're right here. You are where I am. You're in me. You're here by me. You're here by your spirit in this place. And when they pray, and when I put my hand on my body or when someone lays a hand on me, at that moment, I receive my healing. Amen. Let's believe that. Let's extend our faith that way. Faith has a voice. Even if we apply it the other way around of ministering healing to others. Look, Jesus commanded the storm to be still. He commanded demons to come out. He commanded the sick to be healed, the dead to rise. Examine the prayers of Jesus as he ministers to people. They're very short, aren't they? Receive your sight. Stand up and walk. Come forth. Amen. He received power and instruction from his father in secret, and he released what he received in public by commands of faith. James 2.17 really says, faith without corresponding action is dead. So we've looked at the fact that she heard, she knew, she said something, but then number four, she did something. Faith without corresponding action is dead. You need to do what your faith believes. What you believe in your heart. Stretch out your hand, Jesus said to me. He even told us to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These are physical actions of faith. She did something. She pressed through. She touched the hem of his garment. I want to encourage you to act your faith. Put your hand on your body. Step out in faith. If you're praying for somebody today, put your hand. Reach out and touch them. Amen? Sometimes people encounter the power of God in a very strong way and yet the miracle of healing doesn't manifest until they physically move out with it. Even when it's very powerful instantly. I can remember a meeting in a Baptist church on the south coast of a place called Sidley down on the south coast of England. And it was one of these meetings where I, I can remember the power of the Lord was present to heal. Healing happens in a whole variety of ways. You can be healed by meditating on the Word of God. You can be healed by confessing the Scriptures. You can be healed by anointing of oil through the hands of the leadership of the church. You can be healed through some, a believer laying hands on you by sudden gifts of the Holy Spirit and manifestation. You can be healed also by times when And there's only one or two times in the whole of the New Testament says this, where the power of the Lord is present to heal. And there is a corporate anointing that comes over a service. 
Now we've had this sometimes in meetings where 100% of people have been healed and some of the most dramatic miracles have taken place. It's been very occasional, but it's happened. And it's really exciting when it does. It's totally God. I honestly couldn't tell you what I did different one meeting to the next meeting, but God did it. And this is one such meeting in Sidley. And I can remember a man who came in. He was in his early 60s. He'd had a terrible stroke. He came in on crutches. He was kind of like this, helped up. There were stairs up to that, into the church. He stood there in front of me. And suddenly, at the end of that meeting, the power of the Lord was present to heal. And the whole atmosphere felt like electricity over the place. I can remember walking up to him. And I knew the gift of faith was released on the inside. When that happens... I don't know how others feel when it happens to you, but I find myself being very demanding. Now, I don't, I'm not normally that way, but I suddenly find myself doing that. I don't ask anybody anything. I find myself telling them. And so I walked up to this guy and I laid hands on him and he went down <coughs> on the floor under the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, when he went down on the floor, that's not unusual, but he went under the floor, under the power of God. But what happened next was really unusual because it's the only time it's ever happened in my life. He went down on the floor, the, the crutches went everywhere. And uh, when I saw him down on the floor, I heard myself say, it just came straight out of me and said, get up in Jesus' name, like that. Now that doesn't sound very loving. I don't normally talk that way. But I said, get up. And literally from being flat on the floor, the power of God picked him and went whoop, straight up in front of me. I can't, whoop, what's going on here? Like this. And then the next thing I said to him, right. I said, now walk in Jesus' name. And then he, he took two steps and I said, don't walk, run. And he suddenly took off and he ran around the place. Well, as he ran around the place, as you can imagine, when that kind of thing happens, faith just goes through the roof. And the power of God just hit the place and everybody got healed. It was a remarkable time, a remarkable moment. But can I just say to you, there comes a moment in ministry, you have to say that. But in closing, can I say this? When she touched the hem of his garment, she tangibly felt, and he tangibly felt, power go out from him and into her. And she knew she was healed. She knew she was healed. She received it. It was an instantaneous thing and her experience. And Jesus says, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Not all healing is instantaneous. Some is progressive. Sometimes there is a wait. But we need to believe that we receive when we pray. That's Mark 11, verse 24. Jesus is teaching on healing. Whatever you desire when you pray. I think desire is perhaps the first step in effective prayer because if you don't genuinely desire to be healed, sometimes in the point between when you've prayed and the point when the manifestation of healing comes in your body, if it's not instant, if it's not an instant healing like that, if you don't really desire it, you may well give up on it in the process where you need patience to, to strengthen your faith in that process of waiting until it comes into full manifestation. So I want to say, you know, you need to really desire the healing to one. It says, but whatever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it. When, when do you believe you receive it? When you pray and it shall be yours. So in layman's terms, we've got to believe we've got it before we get it. Amen. 
and start saying it and acting like it and praising God for it. Prayer offers the request, praise receives the answer. We start talking like it's done. We start praising Him for it. And so there's real power in that. I want to close with just one more story to illustrate that. And then we're going to pray together. And I'm expecting the Lord right here and now to minister His healing to us today. Can somebody say amen to that? Can we agree with God over that? Amen. Okay, look, this is a meeting in Taunton and uh, uh, in the southwest of England. And it was many years ago now. And and I can remember that... um, prayed for a whole load of people. I was very tired. It came to the end of the meeting. And suddenly, right at the end, about the last 10 minutes of the preach, the back doors opened and I saw some people wheeling in one of these sort of paraplegic wheelchairs. And there was, there was a lady there who was born with cerebral palsy. And so her, if you've seen people like this, I'm sure. And her, her limbs were like this, all twisted up like that. Her face, she couldn't even smile. It was contorted. Her legs were up like this. And she's, she's on this paraplegic um, wheelchair. So they came up to me and said, would you please pray for her? Now, in all honesty, I didn't feel great rising of faith at the moment. I didn't feel great rushings of anointing either and expectation. But Jesus said, heal the sick. It's a command. It's not a request. It's not heal them when you feel like it. It's heal the sick. So I said, okay, yes, let's pray. Now I can remember very often you have to pray and start praying before you feel a thing. That's what faith is about. And I can remember putting my hand onto one of her hands that was twisted like this. And as I put my hand, I start to pray. I'm praying for about three, four minutes. About the fourth minute, suddenly my hand starts warming up and I feel something of a heat going out of my hand and into her hand and arm that's like that. Now that's very often a manifestation of the gifts of healings. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the Bible talks about. So, and I can feel this going into him. Because I can feel that going into him, my face starts to rise as well. And I know you have to cooperate in faith with that. So I said, look, God's touching you. Why don't you just reach out your hand for a moment and see what, what God's doing? Let's just believe that he's healing you right now. Just stretch out your hand. And she goes like this and it starts to tremble. And then suddenly the hand goes out like that. Well, I said, now move your arm. And then suddenly her arm comes free. And so her whole hand and arm is free. And the other arm isn't yet, and the legs aren't, but the arm and hands come free. And the next thing that happens is that her face suddenly goes straight, and she smiles and beams at me, and her eyes light up. So now her face is free, her her hand and arm are free, but the rest isn't. So I said to her, look, and that's all that happened that night. So then I said to her, look, I want you to go your way, and every day say, thank you, Jesus, for healing me by faith. And every day, try to move a little bit more than you could do the day before. Well, three months later, I get a phone call from the leader up there in the church in Taunton. He said, Jonathan, I said, um, said, just wanted to follow up on that meeting you did for us in Taunton. I said, great, yes, and uh, what's going on? He said, well, um, I just wanted to say to you, he says, we've got a newspaper down here called the Western Chronicle and your name's in it. I said, oh dear, what have I done now? You know, so he said to me, well, um, he said, you know that woman you prayed for at the end in that meeting? I said, yes. I said, uh, he said, can I just say, she's just won a horse riding competition. <laughs> That's our Jesus. That's our Jesus. I want to close by reading these scriptures to you. It's Isaiah chapter 53, well-known passage. It says this, Surely He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But He, that's Jesus, was wounded For our transgressions, 
He was bruised or crushed for our iniquities or acts of rebellion. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all.